Time for the Friday edition of Hancock and Kelly. You two belong together. John Hancock, Michael Kelly. Sponsored by Insperity. HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. Well, there he is, John. The tones of Mr. Jimmy Buffett. Yes, sir. Kick back, relax, have another cold one, and uh, a whole, man, a whole industry uh, developed around Jimmy Buffett. All the restaurants and bars and facilities he had uh, stretched out all over the world, I guess. Yeah, impressive. Uh, you know, just uh, good old music to, uh, while you're lounging around there on your vacation to uh, enjoy. Uh, tragic, sad, uh, but uh, life moves on, and uh, you're just returning from one of those vacations. I am, yeah. We were uh, right on Lake Michigan there for a week. Georgian and me, our kids, son-in-law, granddaughter, and father-in-law. Four generations of us in one house on the beach. Northern Michigan? What was the temperature in the middle of the day? Oh, 77. Hey, now. 74. How awesome was that? It was lovely. Because, you know, the week before here, I guess the week we were gone, it was kind of nice Lovely here, here yeah. Uh, but the week before was that miserable 103, 100 and whatever uh-huh. it was. Uh, all week, so yeah, that was it. Was nice to get away. Did it get chilly in the evenings? Very much so. Yeah. yeah did you have the proper clothing? Did you take did. Oh, it yeah. some no, jackets? I, and buddy, stuff? I uh, you know I pack well. I don't you know like to talk, well, but I'm a I'm a good packer. I had for anything I needed, I had it. I've traveled with you. Um, you're one of those people that uh, could have been on a Titanic with how much stuff you take with you just for a weekend. I can't imagine what you had to pack for a week. Well, just two little suitcases. Two and, uh, suitcases for a week. Well, you know, I had you know, and stuff. and how about the rest of the family? Just one like little backpack or something? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dad packed uh, quite a bit as well. Did he? Yeah, and um, but yeah, it was it was good. We had a great what, time. What about uh, did you pack any games? Did you have any game nights when you were all up there? Play mostly, a yeah, mostly or? playing, mostly playing cards. Koitsina. Uh, uh-huh. What? That's uh, a Greek card game, Michael. How do you play? Uh, well, you deal the cards. And you, you, I'm not going to explain the game here. On the, uh, how, how boring would that be? For well, people? I don't know. Most people might be interested in what uh, happens in a Greek card game. Well, you got to, you know, you got the good two and the good ten, and you try and try and win tricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of the Greeks, they're having their big festival they right are. now in the Central West End, just a couple blocks from my house. Man, they have, they've got the neighborhood rocking. St. Nicholas, and they they do they've got it so well organized there. Uh, where you go in, you you know the lines can be long, but they move, and uh, the food is phenomenal. Yeah, so if you're looking for some stuff to do this Labor Day weekend, of course the uh, Greek festival's going on. There's Labor Day parades over on the east side in Granite City and other parts. There's no Labor Day parade in St. Louis this year. That's first, the first time, time in, in my lifetime. Yeah, my dad uh, kind of started that parade. And, uh, you know, times have changed. A lot of the members no longer live close to uh, the city of St. Louis, and they wanted to have their weekend to celebrate Labor Day. So they had a labor festival last week up in Florissant. Uh, it was successful, but the Labor Day parade uh, is no longer in, in downtown, and uh, time moves on. Do you think it'll come back ever or probably not? I don't know. Uh, who knows? You know, <laughs> labor... Um, Labor's got a you know a lot on their plate right now. There's employment's just through the roof. The amount of construction going on in St. Louis. There's all these em- union halls are empty right now. John, typically, you know you'd have twenty, thirty guys or uh, people sitting around sitting, waiting, for, waiting a job. for a call. Yeah. 
Um, and But that hasn't been the case for, you know, shoot, three years or so with all the construction between NGA and what's going on at the airport, the BJC. The Wash hospitals U. are always building, yeah. Yeah, there's just so much construction going on in St. Louis, uh, so much happening. And uh, this is odd, too. No Labor Day parade and no Cardinal game on Labor Day. Yeah, it's a second holiday. I think there's not been a game this year. And when we come back from this ever so brief break, we're going to visit with the voice of the Cardinals, John Rooney, as we do every Monday here on Total Information AM. It's John Hancock, Michael Kelly on the voice of St. Louis. KMOX Sports from the new bold BMW Toyota Sports Desk. Now, the John Rooney Conversation on KMOX, sponsored by Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and if you're a Missourian, we're for you. Well, John Rooney, he is the voice of the Cardinals. Happy Labor Day to you, Mr. Rooney. Well, happy Labor Day, and uh, you guys are laboring, and uh, we're going to be traveling today. That seems kind of strange not to have baseball on Labor Day. First time I can remember us not having a game on Labor Day in my entire life. This is, I think, the second holiday of the year this summer that we haven't had a game. Well, we had a game on Memorial Day, and we were supposed to play Tuesday, Wednesday that week. But because of um, having an opportunity for a holiday game, they moved it to Monday, Tuesday, and the Cardinals ended up with two days off after playing the Royals. So uh, it's an adjustment with the new schedule, playing everybody, and uh, this road trip coming up will feature some of that. Uh, We'd normally go home and home with Atlanta, and certainly we play the Reds within the division, but we'll go to Baltimore and Baltimore is leading the American League East, so this is an interesting trip coming up. Yeah, and we'll probably see Jack Flaherty on that trip. But, uh, hey, we left on a high note. Boy, it was a dismal weekend until the very end. Uh, Quite a finish to that game yesterday. Oh, was it ever. And a great, uh, great outing for Zach Thompson to go seven innings. And he gave up three runs, but uh, he was able to shut things down after that 3-3 tie and give his team a chance to go ahead and, It's fun to watch uh, what Jordan Walker is doing right now. Not only is he improving at the plate, but I think his play in the outfield is getting better and better. And he spends so much time out there with Willie McGee that uh, it's starting to pay off, I believe. Yeah, you really can see it. And uh, that ball he took off the wall yesterday on one hop and made a strong throw to second, held the batter to a single. That was a big league defensive play. No, it was, and Brian Reynolds had no chance at all to make second base and didn't, didn't even have a wide turn. That's how quickly Walker got to the ball, and he has a strong, accurate arm, and uh, the upside for him is unbelievable. The same for Mason Wynn, and when you reach down to double-A, Tank Hens is trying to get uh, his feet wet at the double-A level, and he's taking some knocks, but pitchers usually do as they go from one level to the next, and I think we'll be seeing Tank here in a couple of years uh, inside of that. And uh, there there are some players on the way. But right now, the people who are on the roster, uh, they have a chance to impress, uh, to make uh, some kind of uh, move towards spring training next year because uh, there'll be some jobs open and there will be some changes. Well, that's right. And so much talk about the offseason and the Cardinals need to acquire pitching. They may not need to acquire as much pitching as some believe. If you look what Zach Thompson has been doing, even Dakota Hudson has been very impressive since being called back up. Uh, Drew Rahm kind of on again, off again. Uh, But there's some talent there for at least potentially two slots in the rotation next year. At least that's what I'm seeing. 
Well, that could be, uh, but I do think they want some established starters to uh, fit right into the rotation while some of these pitchers they acquired at the trade deadline come along. And Drew Rahm was pitching a pretty good game the other night, and then he uh, seemed to run out of gas. He hit a snag, and and then uh, things kind of got away from him, but the Cardinals still had a chance to win that and uh, certainly had a chance to win on Saturday but put the game away yesterday. But watching the development of these players, uh, yes, this is – a very strong audition. Any pitcher who's on the mound, every pitch, every inning means something in the evaluation process. And uh, that can make for some interesting moments and in games down in Jupiter come March. No doubt. Uh, we, so It's been so long since the Cardinals haven't had playoff-dependent games in September. Right? It's been at least a decade and as a broadcaster, is is your job more difficult playing out the string like this than it is when you're in a pennant race? Oh, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think there are interesting storylines to follow. And, yes, uh, you know, I got frustrated with walks yesterday, but it's not like uh, Andre Pallante is out there trying to walk guys. And I feel some of the frustration for him because he's trying to impress and trying to uh, get set. But, no, John, I don't think so. I, I think it's a matter of uh, being able to go to the ballpark, be in a big league ballpark, be there, uh, enjoy the baseball game for what it is that day. And uh, you always see something you haven't seen before when you go to the park. And there are meaningful games for the Cardinals right now, though. Uh, they'll be playing up against Atlanta. That's going to be a big challenge. I think the Braves are the best team in baseball. And then they have to uh, take on Cincinnati. They want to do well against the division opponent. Uh, Cincinnati's trying to play to get into the wild card. And then Baltimore is trying to hold off Tampa Bay and trying to get the, into the playoffs in a pretty good spot. So there are some meaningful games in that regard. But does it mean the Cardinals are playing after October 1st this year? No, that won't happen. That Oriole ball club is really entertaining, impressive, and uh, looks like if they, if the front office does its job, they could be a very good team for years to come. That they can, and it's been a long time, a long drought, uh, going back to 1997 when Cleveland and uh, Tony Fernandez hit a home run to beat them and eliminate them. Uh, it has been a struggle, but uh, once they grabbed a hold of first place, uh, they look like they don't want to let it go. So it wouldn't surprise me they'd go ahead and win that division. And, you know, if, if uh, Tampa Bay's pitching was uh, healthy and complete in its rotation, that might make it a little more difficult for Baltimore, but I, I think Baltimore is going to win that division, and we get to learn a whole lot more about them as we see them up close at the end of the upcoming trip. That voice right there has been one of the bright spots of uh, just a terrible season, but uh, we love listening to you, John, and we thank you so much for joining Hancock and Kelly on this Labor Day. Get out there and enjoy the rest of your Labor Day, pal. Well, that we will, and uh, we take on for Atlanta here later this afternoon, but uh, pleasure to be on with you guys, and uh, I'm glad you're on the air today. All right, happy Labor Day. Well, John, uh, Labor Day was not uh, what we had hoped it would be in this Cardinal season. Uh, I had a friend of mine took my tickets yesterday to the season the season seats. Yeah, and uh, they sent me a video and they showed the attendance at the ball game thirty eight thousand something or another. And as he panned the crowd, if there were fifteen thousand yeah. people, that uh, that would have been a, a well. Stretch. They announced the paid attendance, so yeah. and you know they do have a lot. Well, like yourself, many season ticket holders, and 
sometimes those seats can be a little tough to dispense with when there's no pennant race going. Buddy, this year's been the worst. Yeah. Uh, typically, you know, having uh, Cardinal tickets in St. Louis is like having free money. You yeah. Know, people, everybody wants to go. And yeah. This year, I'd call people up, say, "Hey, uh, hey, man, you've been so good to me this past year. Would you like a Cardinal game?" And they'd yell at, "What? What? What? I do to you? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna pay for my parking?" Well, they really miscalculated <laughs> the pitching need in the off season, <clears throat> and they, you know, they signed Wilson Contreras to a, a big contract, a big contract by Cardinal standards, and uh, didn't really address the pitching needs, and it, you know, ended up biting us. Uh, hopefully. In the offseason, we'll be able to make a, a move or two, sign a free agent, make a deal. Uh, and we need a top-line starting pitcher on this team, uh, or sure. it's going to be wash, rinse, and repeat. Just one good, strong starting pitcher? I think we need, what, two, maybe well, three? Yeah, but you need an ace, though. You need somebody at the top of the rotation that is going to go out every fifth day and give you a chance to win and win more often than not. Uh, shut down good offensive teams, a shutdown starter like that. Uh, the Cardinals have been lacking, and we need, we've got to go find one, and there aren't that many. Yeah. Have you been afflicted by this at your house? It's happened at my house. Uh, it's happened at my uh, mother's house. All of these streaming services and cable companies are fighting with each other. Uh, you know, they're all fighting on who can carry this. Spectrum's not carrying ESPN. Next star is not being carried by, uh, you know, here on Direct by TV. Direct TV. YouTube has got some folks. I couldn't watch the uh, Buffalo or the the, the uh, Colorado game on Saturday because that was taking place. And I called my mom up and I said, hey, mom, what, what do you think of this game on ESPN? She goes, we don't get ESPN because they're in a fight with Disney. I hate this. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Although, you know, in the in the context of problems that beset the rest of the world, it's not the end of the world. Right. But I spent a little bit of time yesterday trying to figure out, all right, if I switch streaming services, what where will I get? Well, you, you can leave one to maybe resolve your problem that you have with Fox or ESPN, and you put yourself in peril with another one of them. And it's just frustrating. Remember, part of the – so I called the company the other day, and I said, Mr. Kelly – You've been with us for five years streaming your stuff. I said, I have, and I want to watch football. Yeah. Turn it on. And they said, well, what we can do is we can send you an antenna, and you can attach it to your TV. And I said, sir, with all due respect, you have to understand, the whole reason I have streaming is to get away from antennas and cords and all this nonsense. The antennas antennas are not what you... Remember as a child. Oh, really? Yeah, they're very small. Yeah. They don't take up a lot of space. Have, and, you, have you got one? Uh, of course I've got one. You have an antenna? Yeah. Who installed it? Uh, you know, Georgian. Right. And uh-huh. uh, so, <laughs> but, and it, the, the, the digital quality coming through that antenna is amazing. Right. But you I ought don't, to do that. You well, solve my, my your TV, entire problem. My TV's on the wall. How do I go and put the antenna behind the wall? Well, you call my wife. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she can figure it out. See, for this you, is there's where marriage pays off. Not, I mean, exactly. I, I, it pays off in so many places. But uh, you know, there's where marriage pays off because if only you got married, you could watch your football games. Yeah. Well, I had a guy there the other day at my house. Yeah. He was helping me uh, fix some stuff around the house. I'm is not a right? I'm not a handy guy, and I don't have a Georgian. Yeah, I'm not handy either. So I had a place where I accidentally hit one of the corners of my wall. You know what I mean? The the the, the where the where it comes to a corner. A corner, yes. yeah. I'm, and, uh, I'm, I'm acquainted and with it. And it hurt the 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 drywall and stuff. So you the guy damaged was, the drywall. Yeah, so he in was the over there, kind of. And it was he very was simple. The drywall. Yeah, it was very simple. What he did. What did uh, he do? Well, he just took this like putty looking stuff. Yeah, and he, yeah. 
and he reformulated the wall, and, and he says, give, the, it, give it five, ten minutes, paint it, and paint he says it'll be fine. Did you have the right color paint to match the paint on the corner of your wall? No, I didn't. Uh, no, I, I don't have any of this stuff. Well, I didn't have any of this putty. I didn't have any of the paint. He did. He and, had the paint. Yeah, the guy just, well, it's white. Well, what else do you paint your walls other than white? What do you got? You probably got fancy colored walls, We just you? repainted the family room. Yeah, what color? It's a... Uh, it's, uh, Hard to explain. Yeah. It's a, it got a bluish hue to it. Ooh, a hue. Yeah. It, was, it got a little, to... little touch of turquoise to it. Ooh. And we went with the monochromatic look, so we painted the bookcases as well. Right. And uh, it's quite lovely. Yeah. You know, I'm an obsessive compulsive. Have you so know this about me? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I got obsessed with painting for a while, and I was painting Oh, a lot. I know you were. And at the same time, Not I was painting getting, walls. You were painting, no, making art. I was art. painting art. Creating art. And I had a buddy of mine. I was complaining to him about a bid that I got to get my house painted. And he goes, literally, you're spending four and five hours a day in front of a canvas painting something, and you won't paint your own walls. So I oh. said, no, I wouldn't know how to do it. Oh, you paint the walls, Michael. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's rather, You've rather... painted walls before? No. Uh, yeah, exactly. Do you love how John Hancock becomes an expert and he pontificates on something? And then when I probe him, we found out, well, yeah, I took on the supervisory role of George Andrew. In that. And she's a great wall painter. <laughs> I mean, she gets a little blue tape up there, and uh, it's, a, it's remarkable, this woman. She's... Hey, you want to go to the Burning Man? No. Well, I don't even know what Man. it is. We'll I... talk about it. All right, fine. That's next. Hey, welcome to the Hancock and Kelly Show on Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Happy Labor Day to you, John. Back at you, big boy. Happy Labor Day. Burning down the house we are. Uh, we've, in the past, we uh, would have on a regular guest, uh, Alexis Tucci, yeah. who organizes uh, parties here in St. Louis, festivals, etc. And one of the things she spent a lot of time organizing for people to go to was a thing called Burning Man. Never Do you remember those it. conversations? I, I Vaguely, and I'd never heard of it before. It's kind of a, a weird, it's like a hippie thing. Yeah, so it uh, takes place in the Nevada desert. It's out in the middle of uh, literally the desert. Close to 70,000 people show up wow. for this annual festival in the Black Rock Desert of Nevada. Um, and it's a peace and love festival. It's yeah. all about artwork and uh, living off the grid. And um, they build this, they build the man, if you will, the burning man. They build the man. And it's a giant sculpture. It can sometimes be as tall as 10 and 12 stories wow. of, of wood. And at the end of the night, which was supposed to be last evening, they would burn that down. They burned the burning. Yeah, they the burned name, the, burning, the man. burning man. And then everybody bolts out of there on Labor Day morning. Well, things have changed. They had enough rain in one night, as much as they would get in three months out in this desert. It yeah. turned the entire desert into nothing but a sloppy, muddy, muddy uh, mess. And apparently cars are getting stuck in it. Now, you have 70,000 people who are okay with living in tents and uh, walking around with barely any clothes on. So it probably doesn't affect them much, but they're being told to shelter in place because there's no way to get them out of there. It's literally turned in almost into, like, quicksand. What, what do you mean they're barely any clothes on? Oh, have you never seen any of the pictures from— uh, No. Of, well, they dress up in really odd clothing. So you get girls with a, that'll be in, like, bikini tops with, like— uh, peacock feathers, uh, you know, outfits, and maybe guys who look like Mad Max. 
from <clears throat> What's the, the matter movies. with people? I don't know. I mean, you're asking me. You got a bunch of people running around in red-headed hats and uh, <laughs> you know waving blue flags on their boats, and you're worried about what people are doing out in the middle of the desert. But it's this whole lifestyle thing of they're gonna stay and live off the grid, etc. They're stranded there now. They say that it could take two or three days for the sun to dry up the ground well enough to allow all these vehicles to get in and out of there. Wow. Can you imagine? No. And, and is this a, like a week-long thing? Yeah, typically? I think it's like a week-long thing, if I remember from Alexis. And, you know, a lot of people take their RVs out there. Or, you know, you got to take everything with you, yeah. and you've got to take everything out. All fine and well when it's a desert. Sure. But when when it's a big mud wrestling pit, uh, you're stuck. And, uh, and, you know, celebrity, even Chris Rock, the comedian, was there this year. Wow. Um, and uh, they were all supposed to be leaving by this morning. Now, apparently, they're going to burn the man this evening instead uh, if they get the ground dry enough, and then they'll get out of there. But uh, you ever been to one of these music festivals? No. Who dreams this stuff up? Uh, drugs. I mean, people on yeah, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of a cool thing. If you ever, Would you do it? I would. I couldn't do a whole week of it. Look, man, roughing it for me, this is a holiday inn. I don't get this let's go camping in the yeah. woods stuff and, yeah. you know, going to the bathroom and in the woods and using leaves and stuff. That's not my bag. It's not what I consider to be fun, especially uh-huh. on a holiday weekend. Is that what they do? They, they I guess they have to. Well, they have porta potties and stuff oh, there. Do. But at the end of the day, you're camping on desert oh, ground ca- with 70,000 people. How can you call yourself living off the grid if you're bringing in your own toilets? Well, I think that may be a humanitarian thing. You can't have seventy thousand people within a couple of well, hours. If you're going to live off other. the grid, uh, would don't bring your porta potties in there. I mean, yeah. I mean you, you live off the grid. I'm yeah. all for it. Well, they 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 build prob- your own fires, start your own. You know, use the flint and steel out there. You get your steel wool and build a fire. I mean, that's living off the grid. Like when I got the wilderness survival merit badge in the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> And I, but by the way, how many days consecutively have you been off the grid in your life? Oh, long a week scout camp every. every really, day. you yeah. could do the whole week without. Uh, you were out there camping and uh, yeah. cooking and going to the bathroom in a latrine in, in the, the porta potty yes. and the whole bit. Not a porta potty, a latrine. I hated every second of Boy Scout uh, camp. Oh, buddy, it was. Uh, you know, you're at one with nature, Michael. Come on, John. I I know you well enough to know that you're about as much into nature as I am. There I was, Uh building the fire. You know, you crisscross the logs when you build the fire. Right. And uh, you got to have the kindling there in the middle. You make your own little, like, uh, air pockets. Pockets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's all aerodynamic. And then you can build on the fire by the crisscross pattern all the way, you know, as long as you can go. If we had a contest. Yeah. How long uh, well, could I say? I'm going to set the over-under at seven minutes. All right. Meaning if I put the wood and the flint and all the stuff together there, mm-hmm. I don't think that you could get that fire started within seven minutes. You're saying without a match or? Well, with like, flint and yeah, you could do it with steel. flint, but no no match. Flint and steel. You can't right. do it with flint. You got to have flint and steel. Whatever. Yeah. Could, 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 the- seven minutes? Do you think you could do it in under seven minutes? Well, if if the kindling was right, you know, I'll tell you the best kindling. But I thought you were a survivalist, buddy. You well, ought to be able to do it with well, you know, MacGyver-esque over there. Well, so what happens with the flint and steel is you're creating sparks, right? Right. And the sparks have got to ignite something to get it going. Uh-huh. So you've got to have it's not just small twigs and things. You yeah. got to have some dry leaves or some kind of kindling. Now, if you happen to have uh, drier lint. 
from your yeah, you know, but that's not living car. off the grid. You were just giving these people in the desert trouble for not living off the grid. Well, I you know if a standard part and parcel of going camping is to is to collect the dryer lint for a few days. And really? Then, yeah, then you've got your, your fire started right there. So I want to go to my question. Do you think you could do it in under five minutes with flint and steel? Piece of cake. Really? Yeah. Ah, man. That could be a contest we could do one day. I'll, I'll uh, you know, prepare well, to be amazed. Do you think they'd allow us to do it here in downtown, or you think the cops would come bust us? <laughs> <laughs> no, the cops aren't going to bust you. <laughs> you might get some funny looks uh, from people. <laughs> well, it's uh, officially the, well, not officially yet. I guess we're still in summer, and it's going to be 90-some degrees today. But we are in September, which is the month of fall, which means... Flu. The flu is coming. The flu is coming. The flu is coming. Are you going to get the shot? That's next on Camel X. Find out what's happening with your Redbirds from the manager himself, Oliver Marmol. Sunday mornings at 10.15 on Sports on a Sunday morning. And Wednesday mornings at 9.50. The Ollie Marmol Show on Cardinals Radio. KMOX. There, it's Hancock and Kelly on this Labor Day. Hope you're enjoying your day off. If you're out there working, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, one of the uh, places that are closed, John, I think some of the pharmacies are closed today. But over the last week, yeah. I have been getting barraged by my pharmacy. Your pharmacy is barraged. That is you. saying to me, it is time for you to get your flu shot. And it seems awfully early to be getting the flu shot, doesn't it? Now, I'm... I'm a vaccine guy, right? You know, I got my uh, uh, COVID stuff. I got the, the all the stuff. The, the the only vaccine I really want is the shingle one because I'm yeah. I'm petrified of shingles. Yeah, you're too young. But I'm too young. Have Have you gotten the shingles? I vaccine? got the first one. You need to go get the second. I, I guess. Yeah. No, you do. They, they say the first one is like eighty some percent good. Right. So now put yourself into that ninety five percent category. Mm-hmm. Go get that second shot. But uh, they're starting to get on you about going to get your flu shot. It just seems awfully early for me, and uh, I'm wondering if people are still uh, open to all of this stuff because, you know, there's such a backlash to the COVID vaccines, and we had all the nonsense that went on. COVID vaccines, by the way. Go ahead. In my ever-so-humble opinion, uh, they don't, you know, they don't keep you from infecting other people, and I guess maybe they make the severity of the illness less, maybe, but... I feel like when advertised out of the gate, you had the belief you had the belief that if you got the vaccine, you wouldn't get COVID. Right, but we also because that's the it, point of the flu John, vaccine. When we knew better, we did better. I mean, if you think about it, they shut down the entire world over this virus. Shouldn't have done that, right? But easy for us to say, you know, you sound like one of these guys. Who likes to tell me about global warming, you know, and the first day that it snows, they'll say, what happened to global warming? We got snow, you know, and they don't want to talk about the three weeks that we had 108 degree weather. Come on. We know better uh, now. And we know that the vaccine reduces a lot of the symptoms that come with COVID. And look, COVID's still putting people in the hospital. I'm not trying to get into a COVID debate. I'm just saying, well, I think that a lot of things took a beating as a result of that whole COVID nonsense with People acting a fool. And and I tell you, though, I think the mistakes that were made in the early part of the COVID crisis um, have really affected the public's faith in, you know, the health care scientists. I do. Yeah. 
Well, you know, uh, we typically blame those at the top for but that. Uh, when did COVID hit? That would have been uh, President Trump, I so think. That, that can we put Fauci. the bleach somehow in the body? <laughs> Maybe with some sunlight in the body? You know, this is something we're trying to check out. <laughs> can you believe we lived through that entire we mess? Did. We did, and we may live through it again. I hope not. Yeah. But uh, anyway, are you going to go get your uh, flu shot? You know, I might. Yeah. Uh, my, but my pharmacist doesn't call me every... Really? Yeah, uh-uh. Well, I'm at a I'm at a pharmacy inside of a Schnucks, which they're owned CBS. by CVS. Okay, yeah, yep. I, I'm at a CVS pharmacy, and so they, you know, they they now alert me. Hey, 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 your medicine's up. Uh, come come pick it up. Like right. it automatically renews. Yeah, yeah. And now every year they're sending me the the flu shot. Now I'm one of those people. I like to wait. I don't know. Maybe I'm messed up. I'll probably wait till October. You, you know, till October oh. to take the flu shot because I've never gotten the flu in the middle of the summer. Now, if you get the flu shot. Well, let's, no, let me go. Let me back up. If you get the flu, right? Can you get the flu again if you've not had if you've not had the I, flu shot? I think so, right? Because there's derivatives of the flu strain, and you know, like the flu vaccine is a guest every year. What? It's a guess. Oh, it's a meaning guess. that. So what they're doing, scientists? I know you all don't believe in them. Uh, they're down in you know the southern hemisphere right now, checking to see which viruses seem to have. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the that are growing, et cetera, and mutating. Because in the Southern Hemisphere. It's winter. Yeah. And so they then they go For and they market. guess, hey, this is most likely to be the flu strain we're going to see in the Northern Hemisphere. Let's go ahead and produce it and send it out. So I guess they think they got it right. But it's usually, what, around December they tell us, yeah, man, the flu vaccine was right on target this year, or, wow, we missed the mark. Well, because you got all the, you got the bird flu out there, you got the... Yeah, well, I know. think the bird flu is different than the flu flu. Oh. I think the bird flu is The like, bird flu is different than the flu flu? Well, I think the flu is, I think, I think you know, it's you a, influenza. Yeah, hey, that's like a Jimmy Buffett song, right? The bird flu is different than the flu flu. <laughs> and one flu flu over my bird. <laughs> I had a bird in my house the other day. What? I told everybody about it on Friday. So it was a worst. gorgeous day on Friday. I live in one of these buildings in the West End. So you got the, the window open there. Yeah, so I went and opened the window up. Getting ready to come down here, do the show. It was a beautiful day. I wasn't going to have to spend time with you. Yeah. I was going to be, be with pretty Megan uh, Shackelford, yeah, yeah. and uh, we were going to talk politics, and it was going to be a lovely Friday. There you were. So there I am. I decide, heck, okay. I go to the back of the uh, side of the house to get into my shower, leave the door open, leave come out. the door open. Finishing up, tidying up some of the shaving, you know, that I needed to do. Yeah. And I hear all this noise, and I'm thinking, well, there's nobody here. I hope not. Is the superintendent in the place? So what's going on? So I go to the front, and there he is. There's a bird. Mm. The poor guy or girl, whatever he was, was beating the snot out of himself, flying into the window, you know, trying to get out. Oh. Because I got these big windows, floor-to-ceiling windows. And uh, and meanwhile, he dropped about a quart and a half of, of uh, excrement yeah, uh -huh. throughout the house. And I'm a neat freak. So there I am running around in my towel, soaking wet. I'm sure if my neighbor saw me, he said, uh, well, this is interesting. This is the first thing in the morning. This is usually 1 o'clock in the morning when he's running around in his towel acting <laughs> fool. But I, I finally shooed the bird out, and then I spent the next 45 minutes cleaning, cleaning up, up bird the, poop. And then you came and talked to And I wonder if uh, I'm in detriment to get the bird flu now with the, all the bird poop that was in my house. Well, Michael Kelly's house is full of bird poop. And uh, <laughs> next hour, <clears throat> we're going to talk about... The presidential election. Well, there's some poop. It's coming up on The Voice of St. Louis, Cable X.